You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Well, good evening and welcome everyone to the Lifeline broadcast. I am Apostle Shirley Jones, the Senior Pastor of Rehoboth Family Life Center and the host of this broadcast. Thank you for joining me tonight. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. As always, uh, as always, I am so honored and glad to be a part of this network when Christians speak talk radio network. This network is doing the work of kingdom building throughout the world, and we are in such a time where the gospel must be preached to give hope and encouragement. I pray that the work of this network goes even further in doing kingdom building in 2022 and beyond. To God be the glory. Amen and amen. Well, before we get into uh, the message for tonight, excuse me, I want to extend an invitation. Uh, Join us on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for Rehoboth Family Life Center worship service. Uh, We're back in the building, and we have definitely put in uh, things to help protect us during this time with with the virus. Uh, But we have service in the building, but also our service messages posted later in the week on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, Share the message with your family and friends because this is such an awesome time to evangelize and share the good news of the gospel. Also join us for a Bible study on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. on Zoom audio. Uh, This year we have been doing uh, something different. Uh, The theme has been exploring the Bible, and we started uh, from Genesis. I believe that we are in the book of Job. We're in the book of Job for this month. This will be the last uh, month for this year, and we'll pick up again in January. But you can go to our church Facebook page to get the information to connect not only on Sunday, but also on Tuesday night. And we would love to have you come and just hang out with us on our service and and join us on Tuesday night as well. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open this up in prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, the message for tonight. So, Father God, I just bless you, God, and I honor you, Lord God. I give you praise. I give you thanksgiving. God, and I give you glory, God. I thank you for your loving kindness, oh, God, and your tender mercy, Lord God. And I declare even now that there's nothing too hard for you, that, Father, that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. I pray that, God, that even now, that, God, that you would give your people an ear to hear, but not only to hear, but to be doers as well. I pray tonight, Lord God, that somebody will grab hold to hope. I pray tonight that somebody will will grab hold to that they'll be able to know that everything is going to be all right. And so, God, we thank you. I pray that, God, that you would speak out of my clay lips tonight. I pray that, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I will say that it was you because it's always you. And I'm so glad it's always you, God. I'm so glad, so glad in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen and amen. Well, bless the Lord tonight. I am. I, I say this all the time. You probably heard me say it on the broadcast if you've been with me before. And uh, definitely uh, the members of our hope, you know, I, I, I am just always just in awe of just how much that God loves us and he wants the best for us. You know, he has given the best of himself in and through Jesus Christ that we're able to live out what we have been created for. He wants us to continually live in the realm of godly hope. Where fear, poning, living, stagnation no longer has a hold on us, and that hope not deferred. It is because God has said so. Amen and amen. So tonight, 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 let us move together in the subject of hope not deferred. And we're going to start by just looking at the meaning of the word hope and the meaning of the word deferred. The word hope. Hope means to trust, to wait for, to look for, or desire something, to expect something beneficial in the future, forward-looking faith. It's a confident belief based not on things experienced but in the word of God that the future, he says, will happen. Hope is a future certainty that gives you joy, peace, and patience in the present. And I love, I love that, that hope is the future certainty that gives you joy, peace, and presence in the present. So regardless of what's going on, hope says that regardless of what my situation may look like, regardless of how long it's been, regardless of how I feel about it, but hope says that I can have joy. Hope says that I can have peace, and hope gives me presence presence, and patience in whatever's going on even now. So let's look at the word deferred. Deferred means to be discouraged from doing something by instilling doubt or fear of the consequences, prevents the occurrences of, to turn aside, to dissuade, to, to postpone to a later date, and to suspend. So if we're talking about hope, hope says that everything's going to be all right. Hope says that in the midst of trials and tribulations, I can still have joy. I can have peace. And, my, and I can have patience because I know that things are going to change. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but when we look at the word defer, defer says that it's not going to happen. It begins to instill doubt. It, it, it begins to instill fear. And it tells us that, that what God has told us is not going to happen. But we're looking at tonight, we says hope not deferred. Okay, it won't be deferred. Our hope will not be, be swayed by fear or doubt or anything that the enemy will bring, or even anything that we think. Hope not deferred. We are going to grab hope for our hope. We're going, to, we're going to believe what God has said for us and that we're going to be all that God has called us to be. So uh, I, I shared this with the church on, on Sunday, on one of the Sundays when we were doing this message. And there was a study. I thought this was so, so powerful. There was a study at Harvard in the 1950s by uh, a doctor called Dr. Kurt Richter, and what he did was he placed rats in a pool of blood, in a pool of water, I'm sorry, in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they would give up and sink after 15 minutes. But right before they gave up due to exertion, the researchers would pluck them out, dry them off, let them rest for a few minutes, and put them back in for a second round. In the second try, how long do you think they lasted? Think about this. How long? Now, they, 
They've been in there about 15 minutes. They're about to drown because they were tired, but they plucked them out. But then they dry them off, they wait a few minutes, and they put them back in the water. Remember, they had just swam until almost failure uh, only a few minutes away. So how long do you think? Do you think it was 15 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, a couple of seconds? No, guess what? It was actually 60 hours. What? <laughs> 60 hours. Now, that is not an error, and they specified that. It is not an error. They said, this is right, 60 hours of swimming. Conclusion was that since the rats believed that they would eventually be rescued, they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought impossible. And the researcher said, I will leave you with this thought. thought. If hope can cause exhausted rats to swim for that long, what would belief in ourselves and in the God that we serve? Remember, you are capable of and remember who you are and who you belong to. And then he said, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I thought that was so powerful. That was so powerful. Exhausted rats, but they said no. The first time they had that etched in their minds that, that somebody rescued us, and this is going to happen again. So we're going to just keep going, and we're going to keep going because eventually somebody's going to come see about us. Imagine if we had that same mindset that, that we would know that sooner or later God is going to open the door Sooner or later, he's going to provide for us. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. And what that does is it helps our hope to stay intact. You know, we all hope in something or someone. You know, there are areas of our life that the Holy Spirit has detected that our hope is waning, and he wants us to be recalibrated that our divine hope is paramount. Oh, glory. He wants our hope to be in him. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So how do we do this? How do we keep our hopes from waning? Go with me to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 to 26. It says, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I seek him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Now, in order for our hope not to be wait, we gotta we gotta bring back to our remembrance. The scripture says, I recall to my mind. So we we can't allow time or Faith to rob us of our hope, of our confidence in Father God, if we focus on our new each and every day, because guess what? This just may be the day. Oh, hallelujah. And I get up like that in the morning. I'm like, okay, God, okay, God, you gave me another day, another opportunity to sit before you, and I know that you're the same God. And if you have me in this day, then there's something that I need to see or do or be that I wasn't on yesterday. And so, so when we, we recall to our mind that he's the same God, and if he did it then, that he can do it again. Also in Psalm 42, 5 to 8, it says, remember, this was David. David says, why are thy cast down, O my soul? 
And while are thy disquieted within me, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his confidence. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar, deep calling unto deep at the noise of thy water spout. All thy waves and thy billows are going over me. Yet the Lord, ha, yea, God, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. So we got to remember, remember all the times and all the places and all the things that God has brought you out of, God has brought you through, that he is the same God. And so when we start to wonder, like, I don't know whether it's going to happen, and I don't know this, and seems like it's a long time, and fear and doubt kicks in, but we got to recall, bring back to our remembrance, and that's what David did. He had, See, sometimes you got to talk to your own self. Sometimes you may call folks, and ain't nobody answering the telephone. But if you have a relationship with God, God will cause you to come unto him, and he'll, he'll, he'll have you to be reminded of all the wonderful things that God has done. His mercies are new each and every day. He will not fail us, nor will he forsake us. So when you start to get that little, that little doubt thing that happens, recall to your mind and say, uh-uh, mm-mm, no, 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 no flesh, uh-uh, no, I am not. I am going to hold on to the horns of the altar. I am going to recall to my mind all the things that God has done because he is the same God. Psalm 37, 39, verse 7 says, And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. You know, we got to know that nothing can bless and keep us like God. He knows our end and our beginning. He arranges things even without us for our own good. Nothing or no one can do like God do, and nobody knows like God knows, and nothing is impossible with him or for him. And when he says, yes, 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 it is, yes, it is, it says, and now, Lord, what I wait for, what I wait for, sometimes we're waiting on this person to do that and this person to do that, and if I only had that job, if I only had that house, if I only had that car, if I only had that money, but all those things are so temporal, so temporal. But if we wait on the almighty God, who is everything, has everything, is everything, and knows everything about us, it causes us to hope not in things and people and places, but it causes us to look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Romans fifteen four says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures may have hope. So how, how, how do we keep our hope from waning? We got to get in the word, y'all. I am so, we say this all the time at Rehoboth, but we have been studying and doing, going through the Bible for all the years that we probably have been at Rehoboth because it, it's so impressed upon us that we got to know the word, got to know the word. Remember when Jesus was in the wilderness, and the enemy was trying to, to, to tempt him. He didn't say nothing cute and fancy. He just said, it is written. It is written. So if you just would absorb yourself, get into the word, get the word in you, because that's the thing that's going to keep you during the trying time. Psalm 119, 114 says, 
Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. In thy word. God's word is true. He says, when heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, oh, glory, but my word, my word will be everlasting from everlasting. And so it's so important that we got to get into the word. It's not enough. I tell the church all the time, it's not enough that we get into the word on a Sunday morning, but the word's got to be in us every day, every morning, during the day, because that, that, that is our, one of our weapons is to use is the word to encourage our own self. So I would encourage you that are on the broadcast, you know, if you're not reading, you're not going to make it. Bottom line, if you're not reading and studying the word of God and asking God to give you understanding and revelation, you're not going to make it because everything else is temporal. But the word of God is sure. How do I know that I'm going to be all right? Because the word says so. How do I know that, that he'll never leave me or forsake me? Why? Because the word tells me, and his word is sure. Hope, hope, talking about hope. Hope, if we see God out through prayer and supplication, it helps us in our hope. Remember, over in Second Kings chapter 20, I'm versing verse 1 to 6, and I, w- I hope you guys are writing these scriptures down because it's so important that we get into the word because the word is what's going to make a difference in our lives. And it says, in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, thus says the Lord, set thy house in order, for thy shall die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, and he prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and I have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore, and it came to pass before Isaiah was going out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thy shall go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Oh, glory to God. See, hope, hope, when you have hope in God, it causes you now that regardless of what's going on, it causes you to seek God out through prayer and supplication. You know, God wants to be our first line of defense, wisdom, and hope, regardless, regardless. God says, come to me. Come on, come to me. And that's what Hezekiah did. He turned his face to the wall. In other words, he, he closed up everything. He wasn't going to be distracted. And God wants to be our first line of defense in wisdom and in hope, regardless of what we're going through, because there's no one or anything that's greater. And I say this to you tonight. Reassess your alliances and make the necessary adjustment now. Your path to your destiny hinges on it. Do not be your own stumbling block. The greater waits for you. Your first line of defense is God regardless. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Regardless what it looks like. I got to go to my daddy. My daddy knows. He got a plan for my life. He knows what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And if I go to him, 
he'll let me know. Also, we have to think about this and, and hope. There's a timing in, in, in how God moves. So don't, don't, get, don't get sidetracked. You say, well, it's been a year. It's been, you know how we do. We're good for about five days. <laughs> and then if it don't happen, we'll be like, oh, man, this is, is this ever going to happen? But God is not a, and I said this in the church last week, he is not a short-run God. <laughs> He's not. He, he said, because in the long run, you're going to get what you need. He says, I am not a short-run God because I'm from everlasting to everlasting. So we can see this with Hannah. Hannah in what's this, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And this was when Hannah, Hannah wanted a baby. And Hannah was being provoked by her, by her sister-in-law. Or it wasn't even her sister-in-law. She, she was the other wife. She was the second wife. And so she just provoked her all the time. And she just wanted a baby so bad. And it says that her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord has shut up her wounds. I want to stop right there. Because the Lord has shut up her wounds. The Lord has shut up her wounds. So if, if the Lord shut up her wounds, he had a reason, and it's also what's going to be for a season. And it says, and as he went so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept, and she did not eat. Time she was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed unto the Lord, and she wept sore. And she vowed and vowed and said, O Lord of hosts, if I will indeed look on the affliction of, of your handmaiden, and remember me, and not forget thy handmaiden, but will give unto thy handmaiden the male child, then will I give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor upon his head. He then birthed Samuel. More than about having a child, but a prophet. Once she lined up with the will of God for her life, then she was able to have a child. Now, I, I, thought, I thought something was, it just gives you a clearer picture of how she was being uh, provoked by the other wife. Now, Hannah was the first wife. She was the second wife. But even before Hannah had Samuel, the first wife had 10 sons, Two daughters. Hear me now. Imagine this is you. You sharing a husband. You can't have any children. She has ten sons and two daughters before you have Samuel. Imagine that had to be working on her overtime. And every time she would have a baby, you know, she strutted in front of her, like, "Oh, Hannah, are you going to take the kid?" Oh, I forgot. You don't have no kids. You know. But Hannah finally got to a place where she was bitterness and soul, and she was broken, and she got before God, and she prayed. She prayed, if you give me a son. But see, it, it wasn't about God wanted her just to have a child. God wanted her to be the one that would bring forth a prophet. She was the one that birthed out Samuel. And it says that even after she had Samuel, she was able to have three sons and two daughters. See, <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, she couldn't have any children until the thing, the holy thing came out of her first. Uh, hey, the holy thing, because remember it said that the Lord shut up her womb. So now the holy thing has to come forth first before she can have children of her own. See, there's a timing, timing, and we got we to gotta hold on to our hope. It says that regardless of how long it is, because the Bible tells us, Believers, 
Ecclesiastic where it says that, that he makes all things beautiful in his time. His time. God has a plan. He has not lost his plan. He, he is not confused. It says that he shut up her womb. But then when she was able to line up with his, her purpose of bringing forth a prophet, then after the holy thing came through, then she could have two kids. She could actually have three sons and two daughters after that. Come on now. Come on now. We talk about hope. There's timing even in our hope. Now, another thing, when we're hoping and the answer is no or it doesn't come to pass, what we do? Because there are times when, when the answer is no. I don't know about you, but I've, I've had God say, no, Shirley, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And most of the time, when I would say all the time, when, I, when I'm, I'm waiting for something, and I'm like, okay, God, I don't understand why it's not happening. And it's not going to happen because it's not a part of his plan for our lives. So what do we, what do, we do? What do we do when the answer is no or it does not come to pass? Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 16, it says, David therefore besought God for the child. This is when, when David had, had a relationship with Bathsheba, had a child, he had he had Bathsheba's husband to get to be murdered, and now they have his child, and now the child is sick. It says, David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted in, and he laid all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them, and it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of, the, of David feared to tell him, that the child was dead. But they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, and he washed, and he anointed himself, and he changed his apparel, and he came into the house of the Lord, and he worshiped. Oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he prayed until he knew that, that, that it wasn't going to happen the way he was asking God to do. But in the minute that the child died, David got up from the ground. He washed, he anointed himself, and he changed his clothes, and he came into the house of the Lord, and he worshiped. It says, then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive, but when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and I wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return unto me. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and he went unto her, and he laid with her, and she bore sons, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. Oh, glory. There's so much in that, so much in that. But the main, one of the main, main revelations of the scripture is that, that David got worshipped. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, worship, worship, worship will take 
a way to worship. Worship sometimes will put you in the realm of, of godly hope. He, he, <laughs> oh, glory. It's like, like Solomon came and it says that David, that God loved Solomon. And we know the story with Solomon. Solomon was a great man that, that God honored, honored David through Solomon. So he took the child, but he gave him Solomon. You got to understand that regardless, even when God says no, that he still loves you and there is more to come. Maybe not that thing, but it's more. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's sometimes that's hard. You say, Apostle, you got to worship. Yeah, sometimes you got to find a, a way that when you're going through, because I know the thing when I could not pray and I couldn't read, but there was something inside of me that kept telling me that everything going to be all right. And I had to raise my hand. I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, oh, God. But, God, I, I'm going to trust you, Lord God. You said you got me, Lord God. So I'm going to stretch out on you. See, sometimes you just got to stretch out on God. When you don't know how it's going to happen, and, and now you're disappointed because it didn't happen the way you thought. But God is a God that, that he will keep you and he will bring you through. So I'm saying, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but worship your way. Fine, get you a song. Oh, hallelujah. Get you a song, get before God, and worship yourself until your hope is restored. Because God is doing something that you can't see. But your worship, your worship will put you in the presence of God. That will, will help you to get back to your hope, even the midst of something that's going wrong. Worship your way through that thing. Worship before God. Yeah, God, I thank you. And God, I bless you. Start with us. I thank you, God. I thank you. But you get about three or four of them, I thank you. Then next thing you know, you're, you're spread out, the arms in the air, you're on your knees, and you're calm, but God, I thank you. God, it hurts, but I thank you. God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I thank you. Somebody on this line tonight needs to worship. Find you a place where we get off this when we get off of this service tonight, you find you a place and you get before God and you worship until you can say it's going to be all right. Hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Oh, God, we thank you. But see, we got to learn. We got to learn how to trust the no and allow our hope in God to remain still. Hear me now, still, because Job said, remember, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though it may not work out for my favor, in my favor, I might have to cry and I might have to lose everything, but but I'm going to trust you, God. And see, that's that's where we have to find ourselves at, regardless of what it looks like. That God, you, have, I got history with you, and I know that you're going to make it all right. You're going to you're going to you're going to come and see about me. My joy is going to be restored, and my hope in you, Lord God. My hope in you, Lord God. My hope is in you. I have nothing else, God. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will do, God. But my hope is in you. Find yourself in God tonight. Find yourself in a place of worship until you can emphatically say, but God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, Lord God. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you, Lord God. It didn't work out how I thought. But I'm going to trust you, Lord God, to bring me through and to bring me out. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. One of the things the Lord said to us, he said, there is just so much more that I have curated. And I, and I, I started to use the word created. He says, no, curated. Curated means to carefully choose and thoughtfully organize or present. He says, for your life that opens you up to the rim, the depth, and the height of who I am, and that is for you. I give you hope to sustain you, to move you forward, and allow the magnificence of my glory to shine through you, and that you are able to experience and walk in it regardless. Know this and let it be so. Hope is your entitlement and tool as a kingdom dweller. Because why? Because hope wins. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope, hope is our entitlement and it's a tool as a kingdom dweller. Because why? God knows that hope will win. It wins, y'all. It wins. God has put all these things together so that we can be all that we were created to be before the beginning of time. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another thing about hope that I hope doesn't wane is if we remember the power and the authority of God. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. It's like, but, but you know, God, 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 is, God is awesome. God, God, there's nothing that God can do and won't do for us. Prime example in the Valley of the Dry Bones, y'all, Ezekiel 37. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, talking about Ezekiel, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open field, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thy knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinew you upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bones to his bones. And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus says the Lord God, For wind, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he had commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, and exceeding great army. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, we got to remember the power and the authority of God. If he could talk to us and tell, he told Ezekiel to speak to him. And what I love about this was, see, God, God didn't speak to the bones. He told Ezekiel to speak to the bones. And then he told him to prophesy that the, the winds would come from the four corners of the world. You know, we got to understand that, that as we're pressed up against him, then, then we, God wants us to be co-laborers with him in what is forthcoming. Come on now. When we think about the prophetic, we're always looking for a word. But even when you get a prophetic word, you have to enter into that word. I, I heard a, a pastor, matter of fact, it was Pastor uh, Michelle Jackson.
He said it's actually an invitation to co-labor in what is forthcoming. So when you get a word, it's not just to get geeked up in the word that you're given, but God, that's God's invitation for you to come into a co-laborship with him in what is forthcoming. So don't just get a prophetic word and run from person to person trying to get a word, but what are we doing with the word that we've already gotten? You've got to be in, 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 in co-laborship with God even in the prophetic because it's conditional but also it's relational. So that don't don't just get a word, but but become active in the word. Ask God, what do I need to do, God? What are you saying? You're telling me this is forthcoming, but what is my position in this word that you have allowed to be spoken into my life? Oh, hallelujah. So Ezekiel, he spoke to the dry bones. He prophesied to the wind from the four corners of the earth to come. And so if he was able to do that, guess what, y'all? We can speak to some things and call those things that be not as if they are according to the word of God. I ain't into that name and claiming stuff. Just just say any old thing. No, no. If God God is not obligated to bless anything or cause it to happen if he ain't safe for us to do it. Ezekiel was told to do it, and therefore God blessed it. Same thing with us. When God gives you a word and tells you to do it, if you do what God says, and he gives you the instructions to be obedient to what he tells you, then God will enter into that thing with you and cause it to come to pass. We're still talking about hope, y'all. Hope, hope, understanding the power of God. There's power. Remember when, even when Jesus spoke to Lazarus. Here, Lazarus is dead in the grave. He's dead in the tomb. But when Jesus spoke, first he prayed. He prayed to God before he called Lazarus forth. A dead man, he calls him forth. Now, if, if Jesus can speak to a dead man, and the dead man comes out the tomb and, and begins to have life, what will God do for us? Come on. There's power. He's got all authority. And what I loved about when he called Lazarus, he had to say Lazarus, because I believe had he said, everybody get up, or just get up, everybody would have came out the grave. Because he had that much power in him to speak to the dead, and the dead thing had to get up. And then when he came out, he said, loose the man and let him go. Oh, hallelujah. Well, that's the same God. Oh, hallelujah. The same God that told Ezekiel to speak to the dry bones. And it became an exceeding great army. We got to keep our hope in who he is, that he is God all by himself. And then he said to me, he says, tell them, rejoice. And that you're still standing. Think about this, y'all. Think about this. Think about this. We're in year number three of this of this pandemic, and they don't talk a lot about it now. They don't talk a lot about it because there's so many other things that's going on in the world. But people are still being infected. People are still dying, and and and, and it's still spreading. They don't talk about that. But think about all, now. The numbers are even screwed because because people are positive at home. And, and people are not being tested where they have to report it. Even now the reporting agents are not reporting it on a daily basis like they did before. They're only doing it once a week. So even when they were reporting it, it was close to a, a million people, six, seven million people worldwide, and those numbers are not even real solid numbers. But we're still standing, y'all. We're still here. And some of us may even have had covid but we're still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So rejoice in that we are still standing. Things we have or even still going through have caused some people to fall. We've been through some hard places. Some of us have been through some places where a lot of people would have fallen. But we're still standing, oh, by the grace of the almighty God. By his grace, his mercy, and his love, our hope and our expected end that he has for us, he said, will keep us and it will continue, continue to do so. He said, let it do so and be so. He said, I would never allow the places or things to be for naught. They have value being and have produced in you, not only for you, but that others may grab hold to hope because you have in the midst of it all. Let it be so, my sons and daughters, he said, hope still. Oh, hallelujah, 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 that we can rejoice. We can rejoice, y'all. We're still here. That tells me there's still things for us to do and that we can trust the one that has us here that he will take care of us. Hallelujah. Hope, hope, hope makes a difference in our lives. Hope makes a difference in our lives. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Hope, hope paints a picture of what is forthcoming before it manifests on the earth. Without a vision, we stop really living. We stop looking and we stop reaching for more, and we stay stuck. But hope tells us there is more for our life and causes us to rejoice even now. It changes our outlook on life. Remember, Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so when, 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 when hope is intact, then we begin to say, but, but everything's going to be all right. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Not another job. Not another relationship, not another car, not another house, but it says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hope brings about strength. Hope brings about joy, which brings about strength. Because without a vision, we perish. If you don't think things are going to change, you get frustrated, you get depressed, you become sad. But hope says, wait a minute, hold up. Wait a minute. It's something more that I have for you that this thing is going to change. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. There's, if we're still here, we haven't reached our end yet, y'all. There's, there's, there, there's some things that God still has for us, and he knows the plan. He says, I know the thoughts that I towards you, Say, if the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. We have been created to carry the presence of God. We are, he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness and give them dominions over the works of our hands. We have been created all through the cars of time. You saw God putting things in place for, to get us back to a relationship, to have a relationship with him, to be able to carry his spirit. Come on now. Come on now. There is an expected end. We have been created not just to take up space, not just to take up space, not to take up space, but God has a charge for our lives, each one of us. If you're still here today, then there's still, still things that God would have for you. He talked to me about this. He said, he said, hope removes fear when we know our God. It causes us to step into uncharted places, 
which opens up new opportunities and doors. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, power, and a love, and a sound mind. See, when, 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 when hope comes, it lets you know that, that, that God has you. And, and there are times when God will have you step into uncharted places and open up new opportunities and new doors. I am so excited about not only my life, but your life and the life of the members at Rehoboth, because I know that God is allowing us to, to step into some new territories, step into some new things. And I'm excited about that, some uncharted places. See, there, there, there are realms and there are dimensions that God has for us that he wants us to step into. Come on now. Come on now. But hope says, hope says, I can do this. Hope says, let's do this because God has me and it's going to be all right. Some of you right now are sitting on books. I'm talking to myself. I have a couple books in my belly that I need to be pushing out. As I've said before, some of you got books in your belly. Some of you got, got songs. You may be, be, be a, a worship leader, not only to sing, but to write music. Some of you may even write a play. Some of you are called to, to be doctors and lawyers. Some of you are, are called to, to sit, at, sit at the table and make a difference. I was talking to someone about this the other day, is, is that, you know, I hope everybody has also went out, if you haven't voted, to vote because that, that's one of the ways that we can make a difference in the earth. You know, another way is that we can get to the table to be able to make policy changes and things like that, not sit around and complain about everything, but, but what, what have you been charged to do? What have you been charged to do to make a difference in the earth? Well, fear, fear removes that, and then hope kicks in and say, I am going to do what God has assigned me to do. I'm going to walk in those places that I might have been afraid of before. And I, I want to speak to someone in that even. God has spoken to you. He has told you that he wants you to do this and he wants you to do that. But you keep looking at you. You keep looking at what's in your hand. You keep looking at what you know or you don't know. But it ain't about you. It's not about you. It's about the God that has called you. And if he's called you, then he is going to provide for you and give you everything that you need. You remember with Esther, we're still talking about hope, but hope removes fear. Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Remember, remember when, when there was about to be a, a revolt against the Jews, and, and, and Mordecai came and told her, you know, they're getting ready to, they sent out a proclamation, they're going to kill all the Jews. And he told her that she's got to go speak to the king. And she said, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my mates will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. She began to say, yeah, she was fearful, but she knows that you don't go to the king unless he calls you. She said, but you know what? Y'all fast, we gonna fast, but I, I got to do this because I know that that this is what I'm calling to do, called to do. And she said, if I perish, I perish. See, that's what hope does. Hope, hope will cause the fear to move out of the way, to cause you to walk in uncharted, uncharted places and, and, and go into the open door as it shows itself. That's why, that's why David was 
his hope was that he had already had experience with God. You know, he said, he, what did he say? I'm going to read this, First Samuel 17. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Talking about Goliath, thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him, and I delivered out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I smote him, and I slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And we know how that went. We know how that went. But see, David, David had relationship. David had an experience that when he was coming up against the bear and the lion and all these, all these things, that, but he was able to, to get the victory. So he says, well, if I was able to get the victory in that, and I know it was because of God, then I'm not going to allow fear. Everybody's standing around like, oh, they're going to kill, Goliath's going to kill everybody. But David stepped up to the plate. He was like, no, mm-mm, no, uh-uh, because I, I've had some trials and I had some tribulations, <laughs> and it was nobody but God. And not only that, not, not, not only that, David, I believe it, David had already been anointed by, by Samuel to be king. He was still a lad because, remember, he was anointed. Then he went back to the sheepfold of his father. But he had the anointed on him. Hear me now. You may have the anointing on you, but you haven't stepped into the place in which the anointing is for, but you got it on you. You got it on you, and you will cause things to happen even before you reach the place in which the anointing and the mantle is for. David had been anointed king as a lad, so now he can fight against those things that came up against him. He wasn't king yet, but he had the anointing. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. So when you have an experience, as part of your experiences with God, it's going to help you get through those hard places that you're going through, but God will bring you through to the other side. Oh, hallelujah. 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 One of the things that the Lord said also, he said that I'm showing you something for your life that is forthcoming. This is a word for somebody. I, I, I just forgot that I had this. This is a word for somebody directly on, on this broadcast tonight. He said, God is showing you something for your life that is forthcoming, and you are allowing fear and doubt to hinder you from moving forward because of getting into your head, looking at your own provisions and your idea of who you are. But God wants you to know this day, be able to not only go, but prosper in the place and the thing I am calling you to and to do. Just come on. Come on now. Come on. You have had experiences with me, and I have shown you my greatness, my magnificence, my provision, and my love for you continually allow hope in me to nullify all your fears and your doubts that will show up. I declare that your latter shall be greater than your former. Then he says, let's just do this. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know who that was for, but I believe it was for more than one person. 
and hinder you. Get out of your head. Get out of you looking at what's in your hand and, and, and what you know and you don't know. God says, I'm calling you to a place to walk with me. I've shown you some greatness. I've shown you my magnificence. I've shown you my provisions and my love. He says, continue to allow hope in me to nullify all your fears and your doubts that will show up. It's going to show up. This is what he just said. It's going to show up. He said, but let hope in me nullify it. And he declares that your latter shall be greater than your former. Let's do this. Let's do this. Come on now. Somebody need to grab hold of that word tonight. Let's just do this. Hope. Hope not deferred. You're going to walk in hope. You're going to walk in godly hope. You're going to walk in the things in which God has told you to do. You're going to get in the word, and you're going to allow the word to find you out. You're going to allow the word to strengthen you and to keep you fortified, to keep you focused and not distracted. Oh, come on now. There's things to do. We're still here. We're still standing because there's things for us to do. And we're going to believe God, and we're going to trust God that the same God that has kept us over these almost three years, we're in the third year, that God has kept us, and we're still here because there's things to do. Come on now. Come on now. God says, come on. Come on. Come on. Work with me. Go with me. Let's co-labor together in the earth that the me and you can be seen by many, that sons and daughters will come because of what they see I'm doing in your life. Be an ambassador of mine. Be my hands and my feet upon the earth. Be my voice upon the earth. I'm not just talking about in a pulpit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the earth, no matter where you go. It could be in a grocery store, sitting in a doctor's office, at the supermarket. It could be at your children's school. But somebody needs to know that God is who he say he is. And he could do that as you're walking in the hope, that hope that God has given you, that hope. That hope, walk in the hope. Don't allow anything to distract you from it. And as he say, let's just do this. Let's do it. Let's be what God has called us to be from this day forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says that all that God is and has, we as children have access to it all. Godly hope unlocks our inheritance as children of the Most High God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. C- come on. Declare this with me where you are, maybe in your car, in your house, but declare that with me tonight. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. Get that deep in your spirit that I am indeed blessed now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed indeed now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Walk in that hope, that godly hope, because you are a child of the Most High and join heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hope unlocks our inheritance. We are privy to the things of God, that we can be all that God has called us to be. So, Father God, we just bless you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for the hope, for the hope, Lord God. But our hope, God, is being restored. Our hope tonight is being renewed, God. Our hope in you, God, letting us know that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right because we understand who you are, that you are the almighty God with all powers in your hand, God, all authority, oh God. 
and you've given us privy to that as kingdom dwellers, Lord God. So I thank you tonight. I pray, God, that, that these are people, Lord God. God, we all, we all, we all will walk in a godly hope, knowing that everything's going to be all right. Father God, we thank you tonight, and we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hope not deferred. Hope not deferred is what God is saying to us tonight, to walk in that godly hope, and don't let anything take it from you. Don't cause it to wane. And if it does, get in the Word. Get before him. Get on your faith. Worship your way through it until you're able to say, but it's going to be all right. So we bless you tonight, God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Well, if you're on the broadcast with me tonight and, and, and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come and, and just take your life over because you realize that I, I can't do it like he can do it. I hear you tonight, Apostle. I can't do it like that, but he can in you. So if you're on the broadcast with me tonight and you've never asked him just to, to be the, the lead in your life, then we can do that now. So just repeat this after me, that I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I ask for forgiveness and I believe that Jesus died for me. And I, I, I can't do this on my own, so I'm asking tonight that you would just take my life and make it what you would have it to be so that I can be all that I'm created to be and that I can walk in a godly hope and I can walk in a place that I will be able to declare that I know I'm going to be all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you, you're on the broadcast with me and you prayed that, I, I'm rejoicing with you tonight. And if so, then I ask that you would just let me know. Send me, send me a, you can send me an email, and I can be reached at apostlesjones at rehobothflc.org. And I'd like to, to know that it was you because uh, I have some additional information that I can send you to help you along your journey. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. I bless God tonight. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. And again, on next month, I pray that you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I thought about that before I got, I said, that's right, by the time I get back with you guys, we have, we have, been, have went through Thanksgiving. So I just pray that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, knowing that you are indeed blessed. And I pray that the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Love you guys. Love you guys. Father, I pray God blessings upon these your people. Father, God, their families, and that they will truly walk in a godly hope, knowing that, God, that you have them and there's nothing too hard for you. So, Father, God, bless and keep these your people in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. And once again, have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And join me next month, same place. Let some people know that we can just hang out and stuff around the world. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This is just a reminder. Kiss Abound and Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray is the first, the second, and the fourth Fridays at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. 
Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Norena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Louis McIlwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Cleophus Malone, and Esther Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. The SS code is 732-499. Amen. Also, I want to remind you of Matters of the Heart Singles Ministry Broadcast. We broadcast every third Friday at 7 p.m. Our hosts are Renee Malone, Ray Rose, Hope Williams, Robert Waring, Maggie Wilson, and Felicia Shears. We're excited about this group of people, our singles coming together and speak and say what does says the Lord. We also have the more newest broadcast called Spiritual Nuggets of Truth. And then what they on the second and the fourth Monday of the month at 8 p.m. is led by Minister Carmen A. Booker. And we appreciate her coming on and being new to the family. Amen. We want to encourage you to go and check out our website of When Christians Speak Talk Radio. And on that you can find a little bit more about the different hosts and a little bit more about uh, what we got going on, some of the previous broadcasts and platforms that you use. Also, you will be able, if you would like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that now by clicking on Donate Now. I thank you for your time, and again, I thank you for listening to When Christmas Be Talk Radio. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.